All right, today we'll be in Romans class number five, and we'll be in Romans chapter two. And in Romans chapter one, we dealt with the believer, then we dealt with the uh, the lost man, the deceived man, the man that had walked away from a knowledge of God that he already had. Now, this is a generational thing, of course, and uh, people who knew God and followed God and passed that down to faithful men, as Paul says to Timothy, uh, then they have an understanding of the first part of that chapter, Romans chapter 1. And then as far as the second half of the chapter goes, there was men who knew God and were not thankful and were not mindful of God and was more mindful of the creature than they were the creator and their foolish heart was darkened. And so you have right there in the scope of chapter one, uh, two sides of creation, one that remembers God, one that forgets God, one that is light and one that is dark. In chapter two, now we're dealing with um, not necessarily a direct admonition to lost men, but we're dealing with uh, God's revelation to Christians about how they should approach the lost. In chapter 3, we'll learn more about, about uh, the law in regards to lost men and grace in regards to being saved and justified and all these things. But in chapter 2, uh, it would be great uh, to preach this message to a lost man. I don't think a lost man will uh, very often stumble onto Romans chapter 2, read it and understand it in any great way. Most of the time when I've heard Romans chapter 2 preached by Christian preachers, it's often pointed, uh, the things contained in the chapter are often pointed at Christians and they can be applied that way. I certainly wouldn't say that it couldn't be applied that way. But really Romans chapter 2 is a mindset that a Christian minister, a Christian ambassador in this world, uh, it's a mindset that we should have in regards to dealing with lost people. In other words, you don't uh, necessarily jump right into, you know, uh, you know, Jesus died for your sins. I understand that that's very very important preaching the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. But in the back of your mind, you're going to have to convince a man that he's lost before you can get him saved. And of course, you can go through all the points of the law and stuff like that. But this is a very good chapter to teach us really how to deal with the lost man, how to communicate with the lost man. And that's what that's really the way it starts off. Thou there, uh, excuse me, therefore thou art inexcusable, old man. Not old Christian, not old backslider, but old man, man in general. And of course, man in, when you're talking about man in general, a uh, man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. He's, we're, when you're dealing with mankind, you're dealing with the lost. When you're dealing with Christians, you're not dealing with mankind. You're dealing with the church. When you're dealing with Israel, you're not dealing with mankind. You're, cho- you're dealing with God's chosen people. So when you're dealing with man... You're dealing with the world, and the world has its own uh, theological, doctrinal uh, standpoint, standing. And Christians have their own standing. They might have a state. They certainly might be in the state of a man in Romans chapter 2, but their standing is not the same. Their standing is that the son of God. Uh, their standing is that they are sons of God. They are believers. And that separates them from the world. It separates them from man 
in general. And so, therefore, thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judgest. For wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest doest the same things. Now, a man might accuse another man of being a liar. And oftentimes, lost people will try to justify themselves. I've never lied. I've never killed nobody. Of course, when he says he hadn't lied, uh, then then that, that's a great lie in and of itself. All men are liars. Uh, when a man says, I haven't killed anybody, maybe he hasn't took a knife and stabbed somebody or took a gun and shot somebody or strangled somebody. But the Bible says, you know, you hate your brother in your heart. You, you murdered him. And so then you have to look at it from that vantage point. God said that if you offended the law in one point, you've broken all the law. So a man that's coveted has broken the whole law. The whole law is broken. When Moses came down from the mountain, he found them worshiping an idol. He crushed the commandments. He smashed the commandments. And this is a great symbolism in that the laws are broken. God has just given them the law. And one of those laws was that they have no false gods and no other God before me. The whole thing is broken. And so a man that covets, a man that lusts, whatever law you've broken, eating catfish or, you know, fish without scales or you've broken the whole law. And so uh, some of these things, no doubt, have differences in severity. But once you really consider that the whole law was broken by breaking it in one point, then it really changes the game, really. And so you're looking at a man who's saying to his neighbor, that guy over there, you know, he, he's always uh, doing these bad things. Uh, he tells lies or he, uh, you know, he drinks and he's a drunkard and he comes home drunk every day and he doesn't treat his family right. That same man could probably inspect his own life and find that he hasn't treated his family correctly in every aspect. So that's what we're saying to lost people. That's, that's the message to lost people. If you think you're going to justify yourself by judging somebody else, it can be e easily proved that you're just as guilty as they are. Not in other matters, but in the same matters you've been judging them for. And so... He says, thou condemnest thyself, for thou that judgest doest the same things. If you get on to somebody else for lying, you can search your life and find where you've lied many times. You get on to somebody for not paying their bills, you can probably search your life and find out that you haven't paid every debt you owe either. If you're talking about paying your uh, debt to the power company or paying your debt to the car dealership, okay, that might be one thing, but you know, uh, failing to pay a debt of gratitude, paying to uh, failing to pay a debt of service is just as bad as not uh, paying a debt uh, monetarily. So uh, it's very easy for man. Man is so sinful that it's very easy to take any lost man and find that their best virtue, the thing that they really pride themselves on doing or not doing, and you can find that in that same subject, they're just as guilty as anybody that they've ever looked down on for not living up to their standards. But he says in verse two, we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. Now in this, uh, this next two verses, it says, in verse 2, such things, who, which commit such things. And verse 3, and thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things. Now, you can apply this such things to chapter number 2, 
being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. You can apply those things. Uh, that reference to such things in verse 2 and 3 of chapter 2 to those things or you can just apply them to whatever subject that you're talking about see this is not just a chapter to read this is a chapter to remember when you're dealing with uh, with men they're they're without fail going to come up with some principle that they're dependent upon to prove they're a good person well those principles that a man is using to uh, underpin himself or to justify himself and the principles that he has that he's using to uh, to condemn somebody else it's those very things that such things of verse two and three can apply just to that you know well i i pay all my bills well there's not really anything specifically about paying your bills in Romans chapter 2. But if that's the thing that he wants to uh, to talk about, which really is a matter of honesty. Paying bills is, you know, you don't think of it as honesty. But paying bills is a is really, you're talking about honesty, uh, trustworthiness, and different things like that. Well, if a man's condemning somebody else for dishonesty, you can use the judgment of God which is God's word God's truths God's principles you can get in the word of God and prove that a man is uh, dishonest even if he's judging other people for being dishonest and and depending on his own you know honest Abe honesty uh, to justify himself whatever a man is using to justify himself you can prove from the word of God that he's not as innocent in those matters as he thinks he is so verse 3, And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things, and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? You're being real hard on other people. God's judgment of you is going to be more severe. See, oftentimes men will be real hard on other people. They'll be real easy on themselves. That guy told a lie, and I, I might have told a lie, but it was just a little white lie. It was an insignificant thing. This guy, you know, over here, he told a lie, and it changed the whole world. You know, uh, uh, George Bush's lie, Barack Obama's lie, you know, uh, makes him first cousins to the Antichrist. My lie just means I'm, you know, I was just trying to keep from causing any problems, <laughs> any complications in the family. You know, I told my wife she looked good in that dress just to, uh, just to, you know, keep the peace. Well, your lies, God's going to judge your lie just as severely as you've judged, uh, uh, I should say more severely than you've judged other people and especially more severely than you've judged yourself because God's judgment is going to be according to truth. So he says in verse 4, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. God's dealing with you, God's goodness, uh, letting you live even after you have committed some of these things. You don't think they're so bad, but you've committed them. They were little white lies to you, but God had to put forth his mercy and grace towards you to let you live 
as a liar, even though it was a small lie. But you despise that, you know, thinking bad about such small sins, being so negative about such small sins is really, you know, going too far. You know, that's the attitude that a lot of people have. You're making a big deal out of nothing. It's just a little white lie. It's just a little immodesty. And these things are, these things are not only sinful, these things all not only make us guilty, but they're also things in which God has observed in our life and he has been long-suffering to us and let us live. And the fact that God has uh, had forbearance and long-suffering toward us, it's really, uh, it's really a mark against us that we don't recognize it as something that God has to wink at. It's something that God has to has to be merciful uh, merciful f- to us in order to allow us to live another day. That eventually becomes what the Bible says uh, a matter of being despised. That's a little thing. You know, you're, uh, boy, it's really a difficult concept to describe, but what you're doing once you've, once you've went so far in life as to count things that, you, that God has revealed are sinful, you go so far in life as to look at those things as small things, you forget that God is angry with the wicked every day. Small wickednesses, small bad things, small things in the eyes of men. But you don't realize that God has uh, been long-suffering with you. God has given you uh, mercy in that you didn't die as a result of those very small sins. It's... It's looking very large at your own opinions and very small of God's opinions. It's your estimation of things very, very large to the point where you condemn others. They're bad. I'm good. But you're looking very small at God's opinion to where you think God is like you are. God is, God is, if he even exists, God looks at things like I look at him. He, uh, he's okay with things like I'm okay with things. And that is not true. The Bible actually causes that despising the riches of his goodness. And so that's something really to think about and pray about and look at that verse, look at those verses, that collection of verses and, and study uh, uh, that line of thought out to where it becomes clearer in your head. Your, your standards are so big that this other man offended you because he crossed your line. Now that's what verse 2 says, thou condemnest thyself. He said, you judge another, you're condemning yourself. Well, that's because you're looking at this other man. You're condemning, you're condemning him and justifying yourself. While at the same time, you're thinking you and God are on the same level and you're, you're good enough to be in association with God. And I believe when I die, I've done enough good works to, that God will let me into heaven. You're, you're really uh, despising God's long suffering. You're despising God's mercy in that you don't think that that even has to apply to you. You don't think that uh, it applies to this guy, my next door neighbor. He's the one that needs God's long suffering. Uh, no, sir, your sins are bigger than you think they are. And that's really the thing that you have to get across to people when you're witnessing to them. A lot of Christians would be good for them to understand that concept as well. And a lost person will never fully understand the concept till he's saved, born again, and had some study of the scripture under his belt for sure. 
Verse 5, But after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. When God's judgment finally comes, you're going to find out that it's even more severe toward you than you were towards the person that you were judging and condemning in order to justify yourself. God himself doesn't need justification, so he's, he's in a position where he can look at you without bias and he can judge and be correct in his judgment. A lot of uh, many times Christians can't even do that, and uh, there's there is no time in which a lost person can judge another. Uh, there are times and there are mandates for Christians to make righteous judgments, but there is no time in which a lost person uh, is justified in judging somebody else. In no case, in no wise, it's 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 just the thing that's not recognized by God as anything valid. Uh, so he says here uh, again in verse 5, But after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasures up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds. And so this is a great, uh, this is a great uh, portion of the scripture here, verse number 6 through uh, down about verse number 13 or so, maybe 12 or 13. We could probably make uh, from verse... 6 to verse 11 a complete a complete class within itself so uh, we're at about 17 minutes here so we're going to cut this class right here and we'll make class number six uh, deal with this uh this great ideas that are found from verse number six to verse number 11 for these things can be very complicated so we'll make them a little bit shorter and you can go back listen to the class a couple of times if need be until you're able to get at least the uh, a small understanding of the concepts once you get a, a small understanding of the concepts you can build and as you read the other scriptures romans corinthians galatians and on through the new testament they will certainly build on top of those concepts time and time again. All right, uh, let's end it right there today.